Hello everyone, just before we get into this week's episode of Straight Outta Cline, which I actually recorded on Wednesday night, uh, the part you're hearing right now is actually being recorded at 10 past 9 on Thursday night, uh, but I have just found out about something that I felt like I had to mention on here. I, I couldn't let the episode go up without mentioning this, uh, because it's such a huge, uh, a huge bit of news and a sad bit of news as well. Uh, of course, you'd all be aware, I'm sure, at this stage that footballing icon and legend Pele has passed away. Um, very, very sad news. We did know that he wasn't in the best of health a couple of months ago, I believe. Uh, but obviously, uh, it, it's worsened and he has unfortunately passed away. What can you say about Pele that hasn't already been said? Like, the man is almost a myth of a footballer. Like... Some of the stories you hear are just absolutely incredible. And it's funny because I heard Mark Goldberg talk about this recently. We haven't seen an awful lot of George Best's career. Like a lot of his career wasn't filmed. The exact same can be said for Pele. Like we've seen some bits of it. We've seen like the amazing goals that he scored for Brazil in the World Cup. But imagine what we haven't seen. Imagine what's been lost forever that we haven't seen. Like some of the stories you heard about that man were just insane. He absolutely transcends the sport of football or soccer for my American listeners, because I do have American listeners, but sorry sorry for making light of, you know, something in a very sad time at the moment. But uh, even people in America, like America, for example, just to, like, you know, where Pele would have played club football for a bit. Like, that's a very important part of the history of American soccer, because obviously it's a sport that's still growing over there. And with him being the most recognizable figure of his time, in the sport, like, that's a very important aspect that I don't think should go amiss Pele's time over in America. Just a, an absolute icon, a legend, like, uh, there's there's so many words you can use to describe that man. Like, you know, I, I saw it on Instagram, uh, the news that he'd passed away, and, like, every single page, like, whether it's a football-related page or not, is paying tribute to the legend Pele. So... It's it's a sad time that we've lost both him and Maradona roughly around the same time uh, of the year. Within the last three years, obviously Maradona died back in 2020, Pele now uh, in 2022. But the two legends are reunited up in heaven. Uh, they're they're in a better place playing football together. And best wishes to all of Pele's loved ones at this very sad time. But what a life! What a life! What a career! What a man! I can't believe I forgot to mention this in the actual recording that you're going to hear in a minute, but obviously on Christmas Eve, it was announced the very, very sad news of Stefan Bonner passing away, the UFC legend and Hall of Famer. I mean, his fight with Forrest Griffin back at the finale of uh, uh, The Ultimate Fighter 1, season 1 finale, I should say. I mean, that is one of the most important fights in the history of not just the UFC, but the history of mixed martial arts. Like... That fight was really, in a lot of ways, what saved the UFC. I mean, that that UFC, or that Ultimate Fighter season in general, I should say. But that finale was absolutely incredible. And it's such a sad state of affairs that, you know, Stefan Bonner is obviously a man who had some issues. And it looks like the issues, unfortunately, caught up with him. And he has passed away. I believe he was 42 or 43, but uh, way too young to die. Um, so, obviously, again, best wishes to Stefan Bonner's... Uh, loved ones i know he had young kids so yeah a very very sad time in the world of football the world of mixed martial arts with this uh, news stefan bonner obviously did a bit of pro wrestling as well with impact wrestling uh, i think he did some stuff in japan as well so uh, a sad time in all those industries at the moment and i couldn't not say anything about it um for this episode i can't believe i didn't mention stefan bonner in, in the beginning uh on the original recording i should say but i just felt like i had to come on here and talk a little bit about that but yeah uh, i don't really know what fun way i can segue into this episode after talking about tragic news but anyways here's this week's episode of straight out of Klein, the final episode of straight out of Klein of 2022 hope you enjoy and rest in peace to both pele and stefan bonner two absolute legends Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Straight Outta Klein 2.0. With me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl. And I'm going to start by answering a question that some new listeners have decided to ask me, which is a very good question. Now, I have addressed this before, but I think that it's always important when new people start listening that I address this again. So, some people know me as Joseph, some people know me as Dylan. Dylan is my real name, Joseph is the name I adopted when I started uh, becoming a professional wrestling referee in pro wrestling. Not everybody, but a lot of people have 
ring names slash I suppose stage names for a more universal term and my granddad uh, passed away in 2017 but my Phoenix Wrestling debut was three years after his anniversary two days after his third anniversary and I thought a great way to pay tribute to him was to use his name which of course was Joseph Turl of course is my real last name yes I do have a double barrel surname but it just makes more sense to go with Turl because that's the name I was born with and that's the name that's both a part of my real name and my stage name so there you go there's the answer and I've combined the two Joseph Dylan Turl so some people will call me Joe some people call me Dylan either way it's fine the reason I had it down as J. Dylan Turl was because I just thought it sounded cool. And it's not as much of a mouthful. And I suppose when people, the majority of people that talk to me call me Dylan. But there are a few that call me Joe. So it's like Dylan is still there and recognizable. But the J is still there to represent Joseph. And the people who call me Joseph know what the J stands for. And I've probably made this way more complicated than it needs to be. But fuck it. Let's keep going because the year is nearly over. And... I don't want to waste any moment of what's rest of 2022. I already kind of spoke about the year last week, did kind of a recap of it, but it's been a very interesting year. A lot has happened in every type of industry, every type of form of, you know, entertainment, business, whatever you want to, you know, delve into over these past 12 months. There's been a lot that has happened. Sport, of course, has been a lot that's happened as well. And we're currently as I'm recording this, in the stage where it's after Christmas, you know, Christmas Day is finished, Stephen's Day is finished, or Boxing Day if you're in the UK, or I don't know what other countries call it. I actually asked my manager this recently because he uh, knows a lot of people in America, he's been to America many times, and I'm, as far as I know, if I'm remembering this correctly, his wife has American family. And I did ask, like, is the 26th of December, does that mean anything in America? Like, we have St. Stephen's Day here in Ireland. The UK has Boxing Day. I think Canada has something similar to Boxing Day. Does the US have anything? And apparently, this year only. They they had something on the 26th this year only because of the way Christmas fell on a weekend. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know about the rest of the world, so... Yeah, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna wrap a little bow on that because I really don't have anything else to say on it other than it's kind of weird how we're one of only... A few countries that actually do something the day after Christmas Day. But anyways, we are in that weird stage now where Christmas is over and these days just feel boring. Now, I was lucky because for Christmas this year, I didn't actually ask for an awful lot. Got some lovely clothes and I got money. And I've spent the money well. Bought a few new games, uh, bought a few books, bought a replica WWE Undisputed Championship, the 2002 to 2005 WWE title. I fucking love that belt so much. And I used to have the toy version of it, and now I'm going to have an actual replica, which is really, really cool. I've got a couple of replica belts here. I want to start collecting even more, both wrestling and MMA. Maybe boxing as well, but we'll see. Some of the boxing belts, I think, look a bit shite, but we'll see how that goes. I mentioned gaming there. And obviously, I was streaming over on uh, Straight Outta Cloyne's YouTube channel. I'm taking a little bit of a break from that at the moment, and I will explain why. I want to get a better setup for streaming. I need to get a better setup for the podcast as well, because I want to actually record these episodes visually as well as, you know, audibly. Uh, But with the streaming, I just feel like it needs more. It needs a better presentation as opposed to me just streaming from the PS5. It's a lot of fun, don't get me wrong, but it feels like a bit of a chore sometimes. And with the presentation of it, I'm not exactly... I'm not 100% happy with it. So it's not gone. I just need to invest in a better setup. Like the room I'm recording in at the moment, I am planning on completely redesigning this area. I've, I've started a little bit of it, but uh, there's going to be a lot of money put into this room. Let's just say that. And we need to we need to jazz it up a little bit. Like, I live in a very old house. Like, this house is pretty much 100 years old. I'm not sure, like, ex- exactly how old it is, but I know it's in and around 100 years old. Like, it needs a bit of renovation. It's a bit like Old Trafford. I love it. It's old school, and I have so many fond memories there, but we need a bit of renovation. We need to, uh, we need to modernize it a bit. And this house is no different. This room is no different. And that is the plan going forward. So, as well with the YouTube side of things, last time I was refereeing a show, I was actually thinking about, uh, about um, what's it called, vlogging it. But I started it, 
the day before, and then I just completely forgot the day of. So maybe that's something we can do for the uh, Phoenix, not Phoenix, Jesus Christ, the RCW show in February. Yes, I do still call it Phoenix sometimes. It's a habit, lads. I'm trying to break it. Leave me alone. But that would be something that could be quite interesting. I'm obviously going to see Bellator uh, MMA on the 25th of February, which will be very, very exciting. And of course, another exciting thing coming up is Celtic Combat, which will be a segment show that we have within this podcast. It's not going to be a separate entity. We will do episodes of Celtic Combat on Straight Outta Cloyne. Just makes life a little bit easier for myself. That is something I'm really, really excited for. We'll be covering all things in the world of combat sport and sports entertainment because those things go hand in hand. They really do. And I can already fucking hear some of the fucking assholes going, Oh, I don't want to talk about that fake WWE shite. You mean that fake WWE shite that 99% of people started watching and ended up getting them into sports like mixed martial arts or boxing? Yeah, go fuck yourself. You don't have to like pro wrestling. You don't have to like it. I love it. I've loved it my whole life. I'm involved in it. And that's never going to change. And there is a huge crossover between wrestling fans and combat sport fans. A huge crossover. Just because you like one doesn't mean you have to like the other. But we will be covering everything. All the big news in the world of pro wrestling. All the big news in the world of mixed martial arts. All the big news in sport of boxing. And everything in between. Any big breaking news or big discussion points in the combat sport slash sports entertainment world. We will be covering it on Celtic Combat. Celtic Codec will be getting a makeover soon. That's all I'm willing to say right now. We're still plugging away at it. I've actually got an idea for an episode that I need to discuss with Porg and Alex. So that should be uh, quite fun. And yeah, like this is kind of like a part two of last week's episode where I'm just talking about plans for the future. But once again, as you've probably guessed, this is an episode where I've just hit record. I'm just going to start blabbling on about shit that... Hopefully will make sense. Some of it probably won't. But if I can make it entertaining, that's all that matters. Yeah, I can't wait to start visually doing these episodes. I think it'll just give it a different feel. Because I'm very animated when I record. And sometimes it feels a bit wasted because I'm like, well, nobody can see me. So I feel like I'm wasting my time, like, you know, with some of the, the animations I'm doing. I just threw my hands up in the air right now and like, none of you saw that. But I know that I did that. And I need people to see it more. And I just think that, like, you know, YouTube is such a great platform and there's so many different things you can do on there. And, like, podcasting is great as well. Like, don't get me wrong, but, you know, unless I'm getting an exclusive fucking deal with Spotify, I don't feel like putting myself just on one streaming, you know, source. Even though, to be fair, the majority of people who listen to this show listen to it on Spotify. But I did go into the analytics recently and there's a few different... um podcast listening devices, whatever you want to call them, that people are listening to this show on. Amazon, like, uh, Echo was one of them, which I thought was kind of interesting. Imagine that. Alexa, play straight out of Cloyne 2.0. And then having the fucking head wreck of Alexa not understanding the word Cloyne. Because Cloyne is obviously not a universal term. It's... It's funny, actually, because there's two Cloynes in the world. You have the Cloyne that I'm recording out of right now, in County Cork... Ireland, and you also have Cloyne, Ontario, Canada, a place that I need to visit someday. I need to visit it. I need to go to Cloyne, Ontario, Canada, go into a shop where people hear the accent and they say, oh, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Cloyne. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Cloyne. Isn't it obvious from my accent that I'm from Cloyne? And then to have these people go, oh, you're from the other Cloyne. That would be amazing. And I'd love to do an episode of Straight Outta Cloyne over in Cloyne, Ontario, Canada. That is a goal I have. I don't know for 2023, even though I am hoping to be in Canada, but it'll probably be Quebec uh, later this, well, I say this year. It'll be sometime next year. But eventually, I do want to do an episode of this show in Cloyne, Ontario, Canada. That would be amazing that, like, I'm doing it from Cloyne in another Cloyne. That's just like, that's actually wrecking, actually hurts my head to say that, but I'm sure it would be epic. I have often gone onto Google Maps and just dragged the little yellow man and just like walked around the, the Canadian Cloyne. And I tell you what, I can see why it was named after this Cloyne, because it seems like there is absolutely nothing there. But for the pure novelty of it, it would be really cool to visit that. 
Uh, I work with a guy from Canada who's actually from Ontario, and I asked him if he'd ever heard of that coin, and he hadn't. So I can't imagine it's the most popular place in the country. But still, to visit it, being from this coin would be epic. I'm trying to think of literally anything else to talk about right now, and the only thing that's popping into my head, and I don't really want to waste it, but it is worth talking about a little bit, is gaming. And the reason I say wasted is because I feel like I should be talking about this on Celtic Codec. But look, here we are. Here we are. I bought Crash Bandicoot 4 for Christmas. And man, it is so fucking weird seeing that graphic upgrade for Crash Bandicoot. Obviously, we had the the trilogy remaster um, for the PS4, which you can also play on the PS5. But like, it still had that classic Crash feel to it. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's like, wow, like this really is the future. It is mental, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And it just goes to show that, like, those are the types of games I enjoy. Of course, I love playing FIFA, I love playing WWE games, I love the UFC games. I'm playing a lot of Madden NFL at the moment, which is kind of fun. I don't have an, a bull's notion of what's going on. I know when I've scored a touchdown. And I now understand that when you get tackled... You have, you know, you, you get the ball and you throw it again and you try and run for a touchdown. I, I probably explained that terribly. Sorry to all the NFL fans out there, but I'm still new to this sport. It's a sport I've always wanted to like, right? I've always wanted to like it. I nearly knocked over my microphone. That would have been embarrassing. I've always wanted to like the NFL because I'm very familiar with a lot of the stadiums because WrestleMania every year is in an NFL stadium. Every year since 2007, it's been in an NFL stadium. I think the only exception being 2020 because of COVID. Every other year it's been in an NFL stadium. And, you know, I I, I know a lot of people who are big fans of it, both in America and over here. And yeah, I I, I enjoy the spectacle of it. I, I, I appreciate the spectacle of it, I should say. As a wrestling fan, I appreciate spectacles. And American football does have this kind of unique feeling that other sports don't have like as much as it's about being athletic and it's about winning you know everyone wants to win in this sport there's a very uh, big showmanship side of it and I, I think that's really cool and the stadiums are absolutely state-of-the-art like I've seen that at Wrestlemania anytime I've glanced past the NFL on Sky Sports or whatever I can appreciate the presentation of it but I've just never been able to sit down and watch it and have a big interest in it. I've decided that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be my team, mainly because that's who the Undertaker supports. I was going to go with the Minnesota Vikings because Brock Lesnar obviously would have had a trial for them back in the day. I think he played a few preseason games and very nearly got a spot on, I think, the Europa squad is what they called it. I really don't know. I don't know, lads. I'm still learning, but uh, I've been playing a lot of that lately. But anyways, to get back onto the topic I was trying to talk about, like... I love playing Crash Bandicoot. I love Spyro. Um, I, I love playing you know those kind of classic games. Obviously, Metal Gear Solid 2 is another classic game that I love. But unfortunately, that's the most recent console you can get that on is the Xbox 360 slash PS3. But like, I have had, I don't know how many people say to me, you got to get Modern Warfare 2. You got to buy it. You got to do this. You got to do that. It'll be amazing. Everyone knows I've never been a huge fan of... Call of Duty in general. Black Ops, I think 2, had this epic uh, theme song playing in the multiplayer menu that to this day I will still say is one of the best gaming songs I have ever heard in my life. But I've never been a huge fan of Call of Duty. The only time I had any little bit of interest in it was I went over to my uncle's house back in 2013. And my uncle is not that much older than me. He's actually only like five years older than me. And we were playing FIFA, and he then asked me, are you a COD fan? And I was like, not really, to be honest. And he heard what he wanted to hear and put Call of Duty on anyway. And I was like, well, look, fuck it, like, kind of have to fucking play it now. So I did, and I was like, yeah, look, it was a bit of fun. And then I played it a little bit with Alex when I came back to Cloyne. And for a few days, I had a, a bit more interest in it than I'd ever had before. But very quickly, that phased out. And I just, I completely just lost interest. And I've tried to play it a few times since. It's just not my style of game. Like GTA 5 is another game that I absolutely love. And I'm playing through it again. I've still yet to pass it on the PS5. But I passed it God knows how many times on the PS4. And I adore that game with all my heart. 
And I just think sometimes it's nice to kind of sit back and go, you know what? These are the things I enjoy. These are the things I enjoy playing or I enjoy watching or I enjoy doing. And to hell with anyone who doesn't understand or like that. Like, I, I cannot think of anything more annoying than people who just feel like they have to tell you what to do all the time. I remember one time I was going to Subway in Middleton, which, funnily enough, not a lot of people know this, that Subway is award-winning, which is crazy. But I remember going into that Subway with a person who I don't talk to anymore, but we were on the way down there, and he asked me what I was going to get. And anybody who knows me knows what I like to get from Subway. A foot-long, hearty Italian with chicken tikka, Southwest sauce, lettuce, onion, uh, I like to get a bag of Doritos with it, Drink-wise, water, Pepsi, orange, it literally depends on how I'm feeling. And I like to treat myself to a few cookies as well. Because fuck it, let's go all out. Subway is one of the nicest fucking chains of food you can get, in my opinion. And I want to enjoy myself when I go in there. And this person asked me what I was getting. And that's what I told him. Uh, And sorry, let me take that back. I actually asked him what he was getting first. And then he asked me what I was getting. And I said that. And his response was, nah, boy, right? What you need to get, right? You need to get the tuna sandwich with this much sauce, this much relish, turn it to, like, a 90-degree angle and turn it upside down and, like, put the cheese on in, like, like you're throwing a dart on it, right? Cook it for no more and no less than 10.853 seconds. And then when you eat it, you need to shove it up to your nostril and, like, jam it down into your fucking anus. That got really weird. That's not exactly what he said, but you get the point. He was just like, I, I, I actually need to calm down, right? Because to this day, this story still annoys me. But he just went on this rant about what I needed to get, right? And I kept saying no. And he was like, oh, no, no, boy, you love it. And I was like, you're not the one eating the fucking sandwich. I am. So I would get what I want to get. And even though this man had a fucking wank over this tuna sandwich he was anxious for me to get, he didn't even buy that himself. He got something else. And it really fucking irritated me. I was like, you just went on a rant about how, like, how much it would mean to you if I got this sandwich and how amazing this fucking tuna sandwich is and why I need to get it and never eat anything again for the rest of my days. And then you didn't even get it. And then he said, I didn't feel like it. Even though he didn't know what he... And that's what makes no sense. He didn't know what he wanted to get. I did. But yet he was trying to convince me to get this amazing sandwich that, you know, supposedly is the best thing since sliced bread, ironically. But then he decided, no, I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get something else. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Something else that doesn't make sense, right? Why? Why? Right? That's, that's, that's the big question. Why are phones so fucking invasive I shit you not right never in my life have I had a discussion about penguins longer than five minutes recently this week I did and now every time I go onto my phone onto TikTok Instagram other apps that I can't think of off the top of my head I see something to do with the penguin that's really fucking creepy And it's funny because I'm looking right now at a Manchester United jersey, which was our away kit in the 2021 season. And it is black and white, which is also colours that penguins have. And I can't believe I'm talking about penguins right now, but it was just so fucking weird. And it literally just, I was only just thinking about it there. You know when you're talking about something, but your mind kind of goes somewhere else. That just happened to me. And that was really creepy. And I had nobody to like talk to about it because I was like, Who do I explain to this that, like, I had a discussion about penguins with someone which went on for far too long. And now, every time I go onto my phone, there's something to do with the penguin. And then I started watching YouTube videos about penguins. And isn't that another mad thing? How, like, YouTube, I was talking about it earlier. YouTube is one of these things that you can go down a hell of a rabbit hole with. Like, I can't remember... When it was. It was like 2017 or 2018 maybe. But I can't remember exactly when. But I stumbled across this David Attenborough video. It was something to do with like lions or tigers or something. And I just went down this rabbit hole of wildlife videos. I got to the point where I was looking at how butterflies. Or how caterpillars become butterflies. 
So I went from tigers to butterflies within like seven videos. Another thing I seem to go down a complete rabbit hole with is sentencing videos. Literally, people either getting sentenced to life in prison or death or whatever. I remember someone commented on one of those YouTube videos. It was like, well, I'm on that side of YouTube again. And it's just a complete rabbit hole that you find yourself going down. I remember the first time I ever discovered To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen. I remember it was in 2016 and I had just watched Wrestling with Shadows, the Bret Hart documentary leading up to the Montreal Screwjob. I was watching that and for some reason the Chris Hansen To Catch a Predator show was in my recommended and I was like, "Why? The, what's this? This is fucking weird. And then, again, just went down a complete rabbit hole. I have seen every single episode of that show multiple times. And, like, that's a show that shouldn't be funny, because those fucking creeps are just, like, how the fuck do you get to that point where you're texting children? And what the funny thing is about these people is, and this might sound kind of weird, I don't think all of those people are paedophiles necessarily, right? And people are like, oh, you're standing up for them. I'm not standing up for them. What I'm saying is, I think they have gotten to a level of desperation that now means that they don't see age. They know it's wrong. They know they shouldn't be doing it, because a lot of them even mention it in the fucking chat logs that this could get me in a lot of trouble and I shouldn't be doing this. But they've gotten so desperate for female attention, or sometimes male attention, because there was young boys being texted as well, or, you know, young male boy why can't I speak English? There was young boys who... Yeah, decoys. That's the word I'm looking for. The decoys. The people pretending to be kids that lure in these predators. Um, a lot of these people just want that type of attention. And they've gotten to a stage where they haven't had it for so long. Or they're in a rough relationship that's not going well. That they just want affection from someone else. And this is like their easiest route to it. But like, if you ever get to that point... That should be it. Like, there is nothing to live for after that. I'm not encouraging suicide here, by any fucking stretch of the imagination, but I, like, I can't even think of getting to that level of desperation. Like, I've been single now for... So we're nearly in 2023. So 2021... Yeah, 2021 was the last time I was in a relationship. And I haven't been with anybody really since then. And fuck me, I have never been even the slightest bit desperate. And I just can't imagine what leads people to that point. And I've been through some fucking rough relationships. You know, but there's been some rough ones. But bloody hell, never ever gotten to that point. Now, of course, there are people on that show who are paedophiles. Let me just clarify that as well. But I think there are some people on that show that genuinely have just gotten to a point of desperation where they just don't have any... They don't seem to see any other way to get that type of attention other than texting vulnerable people because that's what kids are they're vulnerable like it's funny like this is nothing to do with pedophilia but i know someone who was will i say homophobic i don't even think homophobic i just don't think he understood what gay people he knew what they were but he didn't get how a man could be attracted to another man and like i remember someone came out as bisexual before and this person who all i will say is i went to school with him was asking everyone, what does that mean? I don't understand this, right? And then, out of the absolute blue, like four or five years later, this person came out as gay. And to this day, I still don't believe it. I don't think that person is gay. I think he got to a stage where he was so desperate that he just went, fuck it. Now I'm gay. And I'm gonna just try and get with a man. Nothing wrong with it. That's what you want to do. Off with you. But bloody hell. That is crazy that people will do that. And this person's like a year or two older than me. Like, he's not that old. I mean, it's amazing to think that a year or two older than me is now 26 or 27. That's really, really weird. But, like, still, that's still young. So relax. Even though, to be fair, that person who I'm talking about, who I'm not going to even give a code name in fear of them listening to this and they'll know exactly who it is. But uh, this person... As always, even at the age of 12 or 13, when I first met them, they always looked like they were in their 40s. So, yeah. That's that. Speaking of things along the LGBT, whatever fucking letters people want to add after uh, the fucking thing now. 
Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, the master behind the brilliant documentary that I cannot recommend enough, What is a Woman, has been voted Transphobe of the Year, which is so fucking funny. This was actually one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my life. So, Matt Walsh, who is obviously a regular figure on the Daily Wire, as I said, he has a very um, popular, um, I don't know if it's a weekly show or if it's a daily show that he does, but he has a popular podcast that he does himself. And then he came up with this documentary called What is a Woman, which is essentially not even challenging, but trying to like understand the perspective of people who are trying to say that gender is a social construct and that you know, womanhood is something that you feel within and it's not, like, like um, tied to, you know, science. He has been voted the transphobe of the year by... Let me uh, just double-check the outlet that gave it to him. Uh, if you just bear with me now a second. And, yes, this is becoming a conversation once again. Here we go. The Twitter machine. Matt Walsh, who has put it into his... His bio now says Transphobe of the Year 2022. So let's go down here. Uh, do to do. Oh, wow. So the person who is actually on What is a Woman is now on a. Oh, God. Okay. I really don't want to. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Uh, but New Republic have voted him the Transphobe of the Year, which I just think is absolutely hilarious. So here's my thing. I've spoke about this a lot recently, but I'm going to speak about it again, right? Matt Walsh is not transphobic, right? I think the words homophobic and transphobic and whatever are very inaccurate because that implies fear. Like, if you have arachnophobia, you're afraid of spiders. I know that all too well. I hate spiders, but it's it's a fear. Like, I'm afraid of them. Homophobia implies you're afraid of gay people. But no, phobia is fear. So, like, the word itself is wrong. Same with transphobic. And Matt Walsh is not afraid of gay people. He is not afraid of transgender people. He's simply questioning the logic of this this whole ideology. Because, I've said this before, you cannot just say that you are a man and expect everybody to agree with it and go by it even if you're clearly not a man. You cannot just say, I don't have a gender, and expect everybody to go, okay, that's fine, and, you know, nobody to question it. Just because you don't agree with something, and just because you don't understand something, doesn't mean that you're hating it, or that you're afraid of it, or that you're trying to put it down. But Matt Walsh, being voted transphobe of the year, I think has really shone a light on why so many people are afraid to speak out about these things, because it's why I didn't speak out about it for a long time. People do turn against you. I've seen it. I know people who don't talk to or don't want to talk to me simply because I don't agree that gender is a social fucking construct. The people who support that ideology and that movement, if you had said that to them 10 years ago, they would have said you were fucking crazy. Like, This idea as well, that if someone has a certain belief on something, or doesn't agree with a certain belief, that you can no longer talk to this person is ridiculous. Like, I know Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh, I love listening to their shows, I love listening to them speak, but I know both of them said they wouldn't go to a gay wedding. I don't agree with that, I would go to a gay wedding, I wouldn't have a problem with two gay people getting married, but I agree to disagree with them on that. And there's a big difference between them believing that, and not enforcing it on other people, There's a big difference between that and someone saying nobody is allowed to go to a gay wedding or nobody should be allowed to go to a gay wedding. You don't have to agree with it. I don't agree with it. But I'm like, okay, then me and Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro, I just disagree with them on that. And that's fine. Like Joe Rogan and Matt Walsh had a great conversation and Joe Rogan, I think, asked a lot of good questions about why is homosexuality a sin and why would God make gay people? I thought it was a very fair argument. Even though I am you know, Christian, I was brought up Christian, and I am a Catholic, I don't agree with the homosexuality being a sin. That's just not, that's not what I, what I think. But, like, people who get, like, so angry about, like, people having certain beliefs and whatnot, like, it's funny, because Andrew Tate, who obviously is one of the most divisive figures 
on the planet. He said something on his first interview with Pierce Morgan about depression. And he said he can't become clinically depressed because he doesn't believe in it. And a lot of people came out and called him crazy. But if Andrew Tate, who is very clearly a man, if he came out and said, I don't identify as a man, I don't believe I'm a man, I believe I'm a woman, everyone would be saying fair play to him isn't that great. Well, they'd probably say fair play to her, but you get the point. Or fair play to them. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, it, it you know, people think it's too far-fetched for him to say he can't get depression because he doesn't believe in it. But also if he said he didn't believe he was a man, everyone would have to agree with it. And these are the contradictions that people don't realize when it comes to these beliefs. Like I said it before, someone told me I can't choose what parts of the LGBT community I support. But then this same person fights for people choosing what gender they want to be. And then, a few seconds later, when I brought up people who use pronouns like they, them, or none avoid, this person said, well, they're not really a thing. And I was like, okay, so it's okay for you to choose what parts of the LGBT community you support, but not for anybody else. Like, there's so many holes in the logic. And, like, I mean, another thing as well is, like, there's there's a Twitter page I've been following recently, Gays Against Groomers, who are fighting out against a lot of these ideologies and showing that it's not gay people who believe in all these things that like let's not you know paint everyone with the one brush like like, that's the thing about that like saying that you can't choose up parts the lgbt community you support and yes i'm going down this route again because fuck it why not there are people out there who have done ted talks to try and get pedophilia to be a part of that community like i don't know who who the committee is for that who like approves these things but there are people out there who have pushed to get pedophilia uh, recognized as a part of the LGBTQ plus fucking whatever it's called now community. So according to that person's logic, I would not be allowed to question that. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Do I think any less of anybody who says they identify as non-binary or believe in these ideologies or movements or whatever? I don't think any less of people unless they think less of me for not agreeing with us. I have no problem agreeing to disagree with someone. If you want to call someone a they, that's up to you. I can't make you not do that. Just like you can't make me agree with it. And I did have a discussion uh, about this with somebody who does say they're non-binary. And the best thing was about that conversation was there was no hard feelings. We both gave our points of view. I was told why this person wanted to identify as a they. And I told this person why I don't understand that and why I don't think that that should be something that's enforced. And we left it with a handshake, no problem at all, and we both got on with our lives. That's the way it should be. And people will say, well, why do you keep coming on here talking about it? Because I keep seeing people trying to cancel others, for lack of a better term, for having different views. Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And then, you know, there was an argument that, like, um, when I was talking about this, um, or not talking about it, I was listening to somebody talk about this, and I, I had to read through the comments. Reading through the comments was so, was it's one of the most fun parts of it. And uh, someone said that there was a man who said he was now a woman, even though he didn't, like, transition. He just said, I'm a woman now, I identify as she, her, and everybody has to go by it. Um, and there was a big, like, back and forth, and someone said, well, if you don't agree with this person saying they're a, wom- a woman, then you must hate women. And I was there like, no, that's actually the opposite. We love women. I cannot describe to you how much I love women. And I know what a woman is. You know, I don't have to be a woman to understand, you know, what a woman is. That's a great point, you know, not to spoil the documentary for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there's a great part of the What is a Woman documentary where Matt Walsh is talking to someone saying that uh, you need to ask someone who a woman, or who is a woman, or who identifies as a woman, I think is how they put it, what a woman is, because I'm not a woman, so I can't tell you what a woman is. And Matt Walsh says, are you a cat? And that the person says, no. And Matt Walsh goes, can you tell me what a cat is? And then that person ends the conversation right there. Like, it's just... I could go on and on about this, lads, but fucking hell. I just, like, I just can't believe that it's, we're, you know, in t- nearly 2023 and this is still somehow a debate. And it was funny because I was talking about those YouTube rabbit holes you can go down. And I remember first hearing about these ideologies and stuff back in around 2017, 2018. 
and there was these YouTube videos that kept getting recommended for me. I had no interest in like social issues or political issues at this stage. I just had absolutely zero interest in it. And there was a video kept popping up about SJWs getting owned. And I was like, I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't, like, care about these things. Like, fuck it. And I was like, all right, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the video and see what it's all about, right? And I was like, maybe then it'll go away. When I tell you I spent hours upon hours watching these videos, it was absolutely fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. And that's where my interest got sparked. That's where I found some uh, people like Ben Shapiro eventually Matt Walsh and people think it's just oh it's just white straight men who say these things Brett Cooper a white straight woman who has a great show on the Daily Wire she also agrees with us and it was funny as well because she did a clip uh, or she did a, a show recently the comment section is the name of her show if you haven't checked it out but she was talking about um, after she watched a video of this man who said I, I realised I got on better with women than I do with men so then I identified as a woman <laughs> and she was just like no, you're just gay. Like, what? When did pe- what? When did people just? What was wrong when people were just gay? What? Why was that wrong? What? Why did we have to go down this fucking thing of like making it super complicated? Some people were just gay. I went to school with the guy who was gay, whose you know whose best friend was a girl who I used to be best friends with as well, and it was like, when, like, why can't people just be gay anymore? I missed that. I miss when that was the thing people used to fight for. It was like, yeah, gay people, like, they're just as equal as everyone else, and that's cool. But no, then we had to get all these fucking strings attached to it, and we're in this really fucking dodgy situation now where, I mean, like, I can't go onto certain social media apps, and, like, you know, I go onto someone's profile, and there's pronouns there, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, lads, if... if again, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but, like, if your main worry in your life is people not calling you by your preferred pronouns, then, Jesus Christ, you need to get out more. You need to get out more. You need to get a hobby. You need, to, you need to start doing more with your life because these are not things that need to be discussed as much as they are. And the reason I'm talking about them a lot is because I stayed quiet on it for a long time and then I just felt like, look, I think people need to know that people have different views out there. So that's where I'm going to leave that and wow, we're nearly at 40 minutes. That's crazy. I didn't think I was going to get that long of an episode. I, I remember... About 10 minutes into this very recording, I thought, Jesus Christ, I'm going to do well to get 20 minutes out of this. And here we are nearly 40 minutes later, which is crazy. In all my excitement, trying to find topics to talk about, panic probably more of a, a better term there, I forgot to mention something new that's going to be happening on Straight Out of Client. So I'm still the host, and that's not changing. But there's been a reoccurring guest on here recently who will now be the new honorary co-host of Straight Outta Klein, and that is my Celtic Codec co-host, at least one of them, Alex. There's been a lot of praise for the episodes he's been on. I love having Alex on here. Would have loved to have had him on this week, but we just couldn't find the time to get it to work. But Alex will be a regular feature on this show. He will technically not be a guest. He will be a reoccurring co-host. He's the Anthony Smith to my Michael Bisping. If you know, you know. But that's something that's going to be really cool because Alex is someone who I can have so many different discussions with about so many different topics. It won't just be straight out of Klein like the regular show he'll be on. He'll be on Celtic Combat as well because he has a big interest in combat sports too. So that's something that'll be really, really exciting. And this is it, lads. This is the last episode of 2022. What a year. What a year. We obviously did the recap last week, so I don't want to keep going over that. Well, I suppose, you know what, last week was more of a, 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 you know, what the goals were for the future. But, like, when I look back on this year, like, so many things have changed. Like, this time, not last year, but this time two years ago, if you told me this is where my life would be now, it would have been like, wow. Like, completely new friends, completely new opportunities that I didn't think were possible before. Like... Even if you told me this three years ago, it would have blown my mind way more if you told me, like, everything that was going to happen in that time. It would have absolutely blown my mind. So, you know, I think this is always a time of reflection, but obviously it's a time to look forward as well. And also, I gotta say this as well, I know I kind of said this as well last week, when you're making your goals for 2023, or with the goals you've already made, if they don't happen in the next 12 months, don't give up. Keep pushing through. You know, goals should not have a time limit on them, when you are setting them. You, you should you should let let it play out. And if one goal doesn't work out. But along the way it takes you a different direction. 
go that direction and see what happens. Sometimes the biggest dreams you have are the ones you didn't know you had. And that's how I'm going to leave it. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in to this show in 2022. I am beyond thrilled with the progress of this show, but we are only getting started. 2023, there's some big plans ahead, and I can't wait to share them all with you soon. I'm going to end it with a classic wrestling promo, as always. And again, cannot thank you all enough. Hope you've all had a great Christmas. I hope you all have a fantastic New Year's. And let's fucking smash 2023. Talk to you all later. Well, certainly, Rock, I've got to ask you a few questions. First and foremost, we know you have a date with the big show coming up at No Way Out. The winner of that contest goes to WrestleMania to battle for the WWF Championship. A question we'll also answer at No Way Out is who goes to WrestleMania as the champion? We found out earlier tonight, Rock, that Cactus Jack... Finally, The Rock has come back to Dallas. You know, Kevin Kelly, The Rock says this. You ask The Rock about WrestleMania. You ask The Rock about No Way Out. You ask The Rock about Cactus Jack. Well, let The Rock ask you a question. Have you ever had any pie... Yeah, Rock, as a matter of fact, I had a piece of apple pie earlier this afternoon, and it was very delicious. Well, it looks like you've had more than one piece of apple pie, obviously, Kevin, but The Rock's not talking about apple pie. The Rock is talking about poontang pie. Well, Rock, I don't mean to brag, but, you know, come on. I mean, you're talking about me here as far as whether or not I've had a piece of poontang pie before in my life. I mean, come on. That's... Don't lie to The Rock. You have never had a piece of poontang pie. But The Rock says this, Jabroni, today is your lucky day. Because over here to the right, The Rock has your very first piece of poontang pie. Now shut your mouth, know your role, don't move your head. The Rock says this, the question was asked, is who is the champion at WrestleMania going to face? Is it gonna be The Rock or is it gonna be The Big Show? Well, that's not the question. The question is, is who is The Rock going to face at WrestleMania? Is it gonna be Triple H or is it gonna be Cactus Jack? One way or the other, The Rock could care less. Because you see, Big Show, do you actually think that you're gonna stand in the way of The Rock at WrestleMania? Do you think you're going to stand in the way of destiny at No Way Out? The Rock says this, Big Show. The Rock was meant to go to WrestleMania. The Rock was meant to electrify the millions and millions of Rock's fans. And Big Show at No Way Out, The Rock says he was meant to take his big right hand, slap the fat off your ass, and give it back to you. Is Poontang Pie boring you, Kevin? Are you a little kumsi kumsa? Well, The Rock says this. You just sit there and you enjoy the Poontang Pie. It's going to be a long time before you have Poontang Pie like that again. You'll thank The Rock one day, Jabroni. The Rock says this. Now, on to tonight. Cactus Jack, you got yourself in a situation where it's five on one. Well, The Rock says this. Tonight, your situation is not five on one. It's five on two. in a rock. That's, ah. that's over to, That ain't rocking, Saw King. Well, what a match that's going to be with this 5-0-2. It's going to be The Rock and Cactus Jack taking on DX. DX, The Rock says he's kicked your candy asses for years. And on to the Radicals. On to Benoit. On to Malenko. On to Guerrero. On to Saturn. On to Pluto. On to Neptune. On to Uranus. Oh, it doesn't matter what your names are. Uranus? 
The Rock says this. Is let The Rock welcome you to The Rock's world in The Rock's way. You want to brag about your contracts? Well, The Rock says this. All you four jabronis, take your little contracts, roll them up real nice. Put rubber bounds around them, turn them some bitches sideways, and stick them straight up your candy ass. Shouldn't be making those guys mad now. If you smell what the rock is cooking. The Rock says, 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 The Rock